It's Beth Wee in the Koinonia kitchen, and we're going to talk about helping people we love that are struggling. You know, it's a hard place to be to watch somebody you love struggle in some area or another. Your support, your concern, your love, you want to give it unsparingly, but it's tough because underneath you're fighting your own emotional distress. Maybe you're angry, maybe you're afraid, maybe you're upset, but you have to keep moving physically. And it's a double tax to your own person. There are many struggles that our loved ones face. We're going to talk about a few of them today. The first one I want to talk about is elder care and illness. Sometimes the person with the illness is elderly. Sometimes it's just somebody in your family or somebody you love with illness. And you feel uh, in a position to where you have to help them. This is becoming more and more common as the baby boomering baby boomer uh, generation is getting older but so when someone you love is sick or aging there's some things that you can think about and I want you to think about it I want it to be a conscious choice of how you're taking care of this person so the first thing I want to talk about is doing what is needed not what you think you should do what does that mean uh, let's let's say the difference between spending the night at the hospital versus getting enough rest for yourself. It's, it's not always the right thing to spend the night at the hospital. At the hospital, they're having care. They have the buzzer if they need help. They have people checking in on them regularly. You need your rest. You will rest better at home than trying to sleep in a chair next to them with all the noises of a hospital going on. You know, what other things can you do if you're not at their side day and night? You could research medical recommendations. You could bring them a food item that they like. You could have your anxiety not in front of them. You can work that out. You can talk to somebody to help you with your part of it. You know, serious illness and aging are both long-term issues. Don't miss your chance to serve your best way by doing things you think you should do instead of taking care of yourself. I think the next thing with this, this situation is to talk about what they need to talk about. They may want to discuss what they hope will happen if they don't make it or get worse. That will be uncomfortable for you. Let them talk about it. This is a time where you should not cut them off. Acknowledge your fears, but let them talk about their fears too. Don't put it off for later. If it comes up and they bring it up, let them talk about it. There may not be a later date for this conversation, and you will kick yourself if you shut it down when it came up. Don't be afraid about talking about the end. People near the end need to talk about the end. Be their faithful witness. Be there for them. Next thing is, are you praying? Are you asking the higher power to help you? A caregiver is juggling schedules. Their regular life is on hold or crammed into little time slots where it doesn't really fit. 
There's paperwork you have to look at. You need support. Ask for it. God is there and willing to help you. And then give recovery time. It's going to take time for this to play out. Don't expect healing to be on your schedule. (laughs) You know, if every time you greet them is, are you feeling better? Um, They may lose it. They may not like that. The situation is serious. Give them time to deal with it before you expect them to get on with it. If they don't want to hang around with Mary Sunshine, respect their wishes. Step away from them. Let them be on their pity pot. You don't have to sit there and hold their hand for that. But you do have to give them time to heal. You have to give them time to grieve the loss of some of their faculties. Things that they used to be able to do that they won't be able to do again. Give them time. What if your person that's struggling is addicted or alcoholic? How do you love or support somebody who is dedicated to destroying themselves? You know, they're, they're changing right in front of you and you hardly recognize them anymore. And you know they need help, but they aren't asking you for help. The first thing I want you to remember is it's not personal. It's a disease. It isn't about you. They're not even thinking about you or how their actions are hurting you. They are at the mercy of an obsession so powerful that they just can't control it. If you say, just get help to an alcoholic, it's like, just buy a house to somebody who's homeless. They don't see the world the way you see it anymore. Alcoholism distorts the way they see things. Demoralization is the spiritual part of that disease that robs them of hope and and positive energy. Do your homework. Learn about the disease that they have. Is it addiction? What is their chemical of choice? Is it alcoholism? Learn about alcoholism. Next thing, inflicting guilt or shame is not going to help them. Uh, They're already buried in it, and all they really need from you is love. This does not mean that you approve of their behavior. (laughs) Loving and enabling are two different things. So be kind, but be careful. Um, Are they bad people or sick people? Hopefully, you did the homework part about reading up on the addiction and remembering to know that they're doing things they would never do if the disease hadn't progressed to the point it is. Remember how they were before the disease and pray for them. Ask God to heal them. Ask God to bring them to the point of desperation where they will seek help. Um, I don't know if they'll ever return to the person they were created to be, but I'll tell you what, that job is for God, not for you. So if it is going to be, Getting him in on the deal is really important. Be honest with your alcoholic or addict. You know, they live in high drama worlds. When you need a break, say, I I, I need a break. Don't stop communicating. Keep your hand out if possible. But be truthful when you talk to them. Tell them you love them and that you need a break. I'm not trying to punish you. I just can't watch this up close. I just need a little break. And remain hopeful. Your loved one may be without hope, but you can be the light of hope for them. 
Recovery is possible, but you cannot recover for them. They have to want to recover themselves. Sometimes they will believe that you believe, and that may be the leap they need to jump the first difficult hurdle. You know, we heard a lot about tough love in the last two decades, and it doesn't always work. So make sure you're employing love and not love that you're saying is tough love and and what it really is is manipulation, domination, or punishment. Tough love is in place to protect you. It is to protect you. It is not to move your alcoholic or addict. That is where you love. You must love yourself and protect yourself. Many alcoholics and addicts can't receive their ticket out from a family member. Someone else will show up and say exactly what you've been saying for the last eight years, and all of a sudden they'll hear it. Don't take that personally. It is not about the messenger. Just pray that they get the message. You might be struggling with someone who's depressed beyond belief and suicidal. If someone mentions the word suicide, always take action. People do not say this lightly. Begin by asking questions. Are you thinking that uh, that you might die? Have you thought of hurting yourself? Do you have access to guns or any other weapons? Have you thought about how you would do that? This will not push them into it. This may reduce the risk because you're jumping into their hula hoop of isolation. The warning signals, you know, talking about suicide, things like I wish I were dead, I'd be, you'd be better off if I were dead, any of that. Pay attention. Are they in preparation? Are they stockpiling pills? Are they getting a gun? Are they isolating? Are they not with you even when you're in the room? Are they having strong mood swings, you know, from high to discouraged? Are they preoccupied with violence? Has there been an increase in their level of alcohol um, consumption or drug, uh, drug consumption? How are they sleeping? Are they sleeping okay? Have they started giving away belongings or getting things in order? When they say goodbye to you, does it almost feel like you may not see them again? If you're at that place, do not leave them alone. They need help. You can call 911 and you can go to the hospital with them, whichever one is going to work for you. If they've taken any drugs or alcohol, note that because the people that come to help them will need to know that information. Contact a family member and let them know what's going on. You need somebody trained to help. We are not, we're just people. We're not trained to help. There are people that are trained to help people in this condition. This is a crisis. This is not just somebody being upset. There is a suicide hotline. I can give it to you. Uh, counselors on the line might help. You can give the number to your, to your loved one. The suicide hotline is 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-8255.
when you're dealing with people who are struggling, you are not alone. There are many people willing to help you. Seek help and group support. 12-step support, um, depression support groups. There's groups all over. Do your homework. Don't go it alone. And by all means, talk to God. He will bring people into your life that can help you get through this. Always remember, you are not alone. You are the one who's responsible to take care of you. You are so worth the effort. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.